Welcome to What the Fit, a podcast about what it means to be fit, whatever the fuck that means. I'm your host, Chrissy Grody, and I'm helping to share the stories of cool people doing cool shit from fitness trainers to wellness coaches, entrepreneurs, and entertainers. We'll hear the behind the scenes journey, all the different ways we can take care of ourselves, and of course, we'll answer and explore the big question of what does being fit mean to you? Hey listeners, I've got something fun for you. It's time again for a What The Fit Live. And this time around, we're doing it big for Pride Month and it's a free event. On Thursday, June 16th, join me for a live podcast episode recording with big star Megan Mitchell, anchor and reporter for WLWT at Queen City Radio. Megan is a top TV news personality and seriously TikTok famous. I'm so excited to chat with her and I'm so excited to have you join us for the show. If you've never been to a What the Fit Live, now's your chance. There's so much fun. It's a great chance to spend a summer evening outside, sipping cocktails, listening to cool conversation. If you're able to join us, please RSVP via the Eventbrite link so we can plan for seating. You can find the link in my Instagram bio at WhatTheFitPodcast and in the episode show notes. Queen City Radio is one of my favorite bars. It has an amazing outdoor patio, which is where we'll hold the live event. So grab your girlies, grab your guys, and come out for What The Fit Live with Megan Mitchell on June 16th at 6 p.m. Hope to see you there. My guest today is a spiritual teacher and healer, a mystical therapist, CEO of Masters of Self University, and a revolutionary in cutting through the spiritual bullshit. She has spent the last 23 years empowering individuals, coaches, and high-profile people across the world to heal their lives and relationships at the soul level. Please welcome Rachel Fiore. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. Did I pronounce your last name correctly? It was the one thing I forgot to ask before we started. <laughs> it was perfect. Fiori. Perfect. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> well, Rachel, I am so excited to have you. We're recording here virtually. Where are you joining us from? San Diego, California uh, in the United States. Beautiful. So beautiful. I was just in um, San Francisco in Northern California Lovely. last week. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was out there for a week and there is something for me, at least with California, that I always have these like really wonderful breakthrough moments for myself. Oh, and, nice. Like, the, like, the beauty and I don't know. It's just like a very special place for me. And San Diego was like so one of the most beautiful spots in the world. It is. I love it yeah. here. I feel like yeah. I just died and went to heaven when I relocated here. <laughs> Where did you relocate from? From the East Coast, from Pennsylvania. Oh, well, Pennsylvania to San Diego. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it pretty much is like you died and entered a new exactly. life. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
no, I'm in Ohio, in Cincinnati, Ohio. So gotcha. similar situation yes. over there. Yeah, yes, so, yeah. you're welcome to come here anytime. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get back. Well, I'm I'm so excited to talk with you. I was just saying before we pressed record that when Brigetta sent over information, I was just like, oh my goodness, like this is, these are such fascinating topics and it's quite serendipitous though maybe you don't really believe in serendipity we can kind of get, get into that a little bit later but <laughs> sure. it's really good timing for me um because i think i would love some help cutting through the spiritual bullshit and healing myself at a soul level and i think everyone listening is probably right there with that too yeah yeah <laughs> oh my goodness yeah and i'm so passionate about it too no i'm excited to die in so i um i have lots of questions and topics but first um I'd love to hear your story behind you coming into this work. I would imagine this isn't necessarily a field where you start school and you tell your teachers and parents, I want to be a mystical therapist one day. So I imagine right. that's probably a good story behind it. <laughs> Definitely something that I have evolved into. Definitely yeah. not something that I've aspired to be. Yeah. You know, it's didn't want to have anything to do with working with people. That's yeah. I wanted to work with animals like, when I was young. It was animals only for me. And um, so I definitely evolved into it, but it was what my soul has been pushing me to do. Oh, wow. And it's, yeah. So how'd you get into it? Yeah. It's coming from the, when I was very young, having the, the psychic and healing abilities that I had that, of course, I had no awareness that this was just how I functioned. So I didn't understand wow. people were not different than me. It doesn't make me special compared to anybody else, but people didn't function the way I did. They couldn't see what I could see. And I could always see through people's programs, their masks there. I could have premonitions and see what was going to happen to people. And I oh. couldn't ever really comprehend why if I told you, no, don't do that. You don't want to do that because this is going to happen. I didn't understand why people didn't listen. Mm. It was very confusing mm. for like, me as a child. I know. Like, what, why can't you? <laughs> that is exactly, you know, if I had someone... And of course I can put words to it now. I couldn't put words to it when I was right. younger, well, obviously. Yeah. So yeah. when you kind of channel wisdom and you're that teacher, I just couldn't comprehend or understand that other people didn't do that exactly the way that mm -hmm. I did. And why can't you see what I see? Mm -hmm. and it was so confusing. It was a very lonely journey. It was a very painful journey to kind of get say. to yeah. understand what these um, gifts are and you know, the challenge was understanding me and what I'm here to do. And, you know, kind of healing is I went into the field. I mean, I have the education. I have the credentials. I went into the therapy field. I specialized in mental, emotional, behavior health. Like I, mm. I did that journey. I, I took that path. And then I realized the lack of integrity that Western medicine really has. And when you see it from the inside and you really see what goes on, I mean, I couldn't be a part of that. I just yeah. was like, this is awful. I don't want to have anything to do with this. So, so did it, it start when you were thinking of your career, like, oh, I'm going to go into like mental health and then got in there and was like, this is not it. Like I came in with the intention of, of trying to like reach healing help. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. And, and what I was always told over and over again were, was, um, I mean, it just, it's like haunts me to this day is sick people make us money, Rachel, stop it. Oh, I was always shut God. down and told, no, we can't have that program that you've created because like sick people make us money. Like they need to come. I just, I mean, I was like, Oh, 
what did I, I got to get the hell out of here. I went, what did yeah. I do? You know, but again, it's not like there was any mistakes. The divinity doesn't make mistakes. It's all part of your journey to learn why then mm. you would move on eventually for me to create masters of self university, to yeah. create what I'm here to create. I had to go through all of that first. Right. Right, so it right. led me to here so that we can function with empowering people, healing people at the soul level and teaching yeah. you how powerful you are. You can yeah. do this too. What was kind of the, the inspiration behind saying like, I really need to work in this space to heal people. Like were you, did you, you know, have any kind of stories of that happening to you before you said, okay, I'm going to make this a career or yeah. go ahead. Yeah. I mean, I guess the, the story that I tell, I think most often is the, my first shift into spiritual awakening, really that I accredit my first shift into spiritual awakening was at 13 mm. when my stepdad was very, very abusive. Um, you know, I was learning programs of, Oh, I have to please him. I have to be better. I have to get the A and my grade dropped to a B and I was working so hard to try to people please. Cause that's what I was learning from him with all the abuse. And when I got my grade up, it was this moment of, you know, here he unleashed his rage yet again, that an A minus wasn't really an A and here come the abuse and the cursing and the name calling and the, and in that moment though, I literally had like an out of body experience. It was like, I suddenly left my body and I was kind of behind and a little bit above us watching. And I had this incredible epiphany of, Oh my God, this has nothing to do with me. No, yes. Yeah. This has absolutely nothing to do with me at all. Wow. That's These incredible. These are his programs. At 13. Yeah. That was my because first. It, it takes people an entire lifetime to understand that. Yeah. And it's, it's the foundation of everything that I teach that I've grown into over my lifetime, of course, and that I teach now in my programs mm-hmm. of what, programs are people running what programs are you running because that's what unconsciousness is that mm-hmm. i don't have any awareness that i'm actually running programs and i'm projecting them onto other people oh yeah yeah so it's not on um, you know unconsciousness isn't you're not spiritual enough you don't work with enough crystals like that mm-hmm. stuff it's ridiculous it's great yeah. if you do yeah sure sure love yeah. me some crystals you know yeah, yeah, yeah. i won't beautiful. say no to a crystal i would never say no to <laughs> exactly oh, yeah. beautiful but that doesn't mean you're an awakening being and you're actually on a path of true awakening. True awakening is you're on a path of acute level of self-awareness yes, to my shadow self, which I am then willing to see, own, take responsibility for and heal. Mm. Now you are on the path of true spiritual awakening and true healing. Yep. Yeah, no, that's so important. And, and I think that was um, the first topic actually that I wanted to start with is this shadow work mm-hmm. or like a shadow self. And I see online, you said like, if you ignore or deny your shadow self, you are not awakened. Nope. So, so what would you say, you know, for people that are hearing maybe these, this terminology for the first time, what is shadow work or a shadow self? Yeah, your shadow self, I'll say it in several ways, and they all mean the same thing, but it'll land for different people. Uh-huh. And let me say this first, I want to preface this, whatever language is comfortable for you when you hear it, you are perfect. Take that language. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. So shadow work means that your shadow self is your egoic self. It is the part of you that carries your unhealed wounds, traumas, your unhealed um, inner child, 
that might be there. The programs you run that are selfish, unloving, harmful to other people, um, that create separation, prejudice, sexism comes from our shadow selves. So that those parts of our personality are the parts of our personality that lack divinity. And they are the parts of our personality that create harm to -hmm. other people, to the planet, to animals, to nature. That part of us is what we need to wake up to and see that, wow, if I'm running programs that cause harm, that cause emotional pain in another person, if I'm willing to lie and cheat and I break trust and I make somebody go through that emotional pain, that is an aspect of me that I need to see, wake up Mm. to, and I need to heal it so that I no longer cause myself and other people harm or emotional and mental damage. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. your shadow self. Yeah. Why do you think people are so apt to turn away from the shadow self or ignore the shadow self? Because it's painful. Because it's painful, exactly. It is so uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. It's painful. And here, take a breath, everybody, because here's a second part of that answer. Because we're weak and we've learned to be weak. Mm -hmm. We have been conditioned to be weak. Weak people don't heal. Warriors heal. Weak people cannot heal. And weak people doesn't mean what you think it means. Tell us, Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people are triggered right now. Like, this bitch. <laughs> well, I, I'm kind of in the opposite sense because I have, I really think of myself in this kind of like warrior mentality. Like I've been having this kind of mantra lately of like, or this vision really of like me getting hit by a train and I like stand back up and get right back in front of the train Ooh. again. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Love like, it. Hit it again. Like hit yeah. me again, hit me again. So I felt in the way that was like, you're right. No, I'm, I'm warrior status, but yes, maybe if people are triggered by the week. Sure. What that means, like we've learned in society, I can't handle anything emotionally. Everybody else has to say the perfect thing and has to be, say what I want them to say, show up how I want them to show up. Why? So I don't get triggered and I have to face my pain or my shadow self. Mm -hmm. Warriors say, oh my gosh, this is really painful. I've been hurt. I am triggered or I'm running an ugly program and hurting somebody. And I'm going to go inside of that pain and I am going to completely transform it and heal it. And I'm not going to stop until that part of me is gone. And I'm not going to shame that part of me. I'm going to love that part of me. And people love to throw the word love around Mm -hmm. without understanding what love actually means. And it's the love is not a feeling. It's a way of being. So warriors are people who can actually role model and demonstrate what love truly is. And that love in the moments of our pain is not to cope. It's not to pop a pill. It's not to do drugs, but call it plant medicine. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's not to escape. It's not to avoid. It's not to say, oh, it's time for me to work out or do yoga. Uh Uh-uh, I have pain. My pain Mm -hmm. is an aspect of me that needs me to see it, understand it, validate it. So I'm going to sit here and I'm going to go inside of my pain and I'm going to be so powerful in my divinity and my love that that pain has no choice but to rise to a higher vibrational frequency and Mm -hmm. turn into love with my willingness and devotion to do it. That's warrior's work. Weak people don't choose to do that. Weak people choose to cope or run away or avoid or deny. Absolutely. Wow. I'm blown away right now. The image that I had when we're thinking of like shadow self or uh, the shadow you is that like shining this light, this like light of love, right? Where it just destroys the shadow then. Yeah. 
it penetrates right in it. So yeah. people love to say like, oh, I'm a light worker. If you don't go into the darkness, you ain't the light. Like, yeah. let's get rid of it. That's not what a light worker, light worker doesn't run away from darkness. The light worker goes into darkness and completely yeah. alchemizes the darkness, literally turns the darkness itself into light. That is right. warrior's work. Right. And I think so many people are afraid to, to really go into that pain or to, to be sad, to, mm -hmm. to feel grief, you know, to feel lost, to feel, you know, all yeah. of those really tough emotions because they don't know that they can come out on the other side of them. Yes. And so and, I feel like maybe that that's where the warrior comes in where it's like, yeah. oh no, I've been, I, I felt it. And whether I even like chose to or not, or, you know, like in the, in the early, you know what I mean? Like maybe I didn't even have the opportunity to say, oh no, I'm not going to face it. Like I felt like you feel pain, whatever experience of your life. And then you're okay. Like yeah. you survive it. Yes. And then and that gives you the confidence to say, okay, I can feel that pain. I can feel that like terrible pit of despair and mm -hmm. I can come out of it. Yeah. It's almost like confidence, like a lack of confidence around feeling those those tough emotions. It is, which a lack yeah. of confidence is a lack of power. Mm. It's that I don't have the confidence in myself to go into this agony and mm -hmm. actually embrace the agony and love it. Pull it yeah, into my heart so center. Hard. Yeah. yeah. Exactly why it's warrior's work. That's it. Because yeah. it yeah. is hard. Mm -hmm. And yet mm -hmm. if you do it. And you learn the way, the process of doing that, which is not just sitting in the pain. I don't want anybody to misunderstand because if we sit there, you can sit in pain for your whole life. That's what depression is. Like you're yeah. sitting in it and it's not going anywhere. And that's the sad part is we don't have the skills to mm. go into the pain and actually transform the pain. But you can't transform the pain if you don't go into the pain. So there's layers to this work, there's right? There's layers like, to this well, work. First one is like, okay, well, you're going to you're gonna look at the pain first. Yes. Maybe you don't even have to touch it. You don't even have to feel it, but you're at least going to look at See, it. See, it's there. Yeah, there's probably so many people walking around that won't even turn around to look at it. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then we can talk about the next steps. Wow. That's, yeah. that's crazy. That's really, really interesting. Um, a lot, yeah, a lot of the kind of internal work that I've been doing, but not really ha putting that same language to it that, that yeah. you said, but it all, it all resonates perfectly well. And yeah. um, I, I think a, a, a lot about that too. And I'm like, really in it with anxiety that's like the hardest one for me to kind of break out of and be like yeah. okay, this is this is a check engine light this is some something else is going on where you're spinning your yes. wheels you're yes. trying to analyze you're trying to think your way out of this instead of Ooh, yes yeah, <laughs> instead of confronting what you need to confront absolutely and here's a beautiful part so anxiety is an interesting one because anxiety is often that program has often gotten created at an aspect when we were very young we might not even have noticed it was created when we were really little where um somebody responded to us for example in a negative way when we were very vulnerable we were a little child and we expressed our emotions or our feelings about something and we had a negative reaction from an adult maybe from a parent and there's this feeling of, oh my gosh, it's not safe to be me. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is the energetic feeling, that energy of anxiety got created. So now when there are moments that will trigger anxiety, it's a matter of 
learning the process. This is what we teach in my, in my coaching programs and at Masters mm-hmm. of Self University. We teach you how to start with the surface program. What's the surface program? The one that you're experiencing right now that's obvious. Mm-hmm. And that, for example, with this example is anxiety. I know I'm feeling anxiety. Great. Now we take you step by step to go deeper to hear what the anxiety is saying, expressing what it's afraid of. And a lot of times anxiety is actually a survival program where at one point when I was younger, there was a situation where emotionally I didn't feel safe. You literally might not have been safe. I mean, people can can get this from, you know, violent situations and abuse and things, but it can just be, I was emotionally unsafe in this moment. (gasps) There's the creation of the program of anxiety. So now all these little things will trigger you in your adult life. And Mm -hmm. all it means there is an aspect of you that we need to bring forth, Mm -hmm. that we need to go in and learn how to grow the power of that little girl who learned anxiety. I'm not Mm -hmm. safe. Mm -hmm. And we can't convince her she's safe because guess what? No, she wasn't. Yeah, right, right, She wasn't in the moment that this got created. Doesn't Mm -hmm. matter that you're safe now. Do you you see it? Back then, you were not. So intellectualization, rationalization, talk therapy is all a bunch of crap. It doesn't heal anything ever. Because back in that moment that that anxiety actually got created, you did not feel safe. That was very real. That was your reality in that moment. Right. And so we go back into that moment and we honor that and we learn how to change the energy. And when you learn the process that we teach, it literally changes that energy permanently and it doesn't exist anymore. And you're like, I don't have anxiety anymore. Nope. Wow. No, you don't. It's Wow. That's that's fascinating. It sounds like to me, it's like we, we kind of put a, 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 a tape, like a, re- a recording on repeat in our yes. minds, right? Something that we learned early and then we're saying, yes. okay, well, this is the lens that I'm going to look at yes. now the rest of my life through. <laughs> yes. There's that distinct, but like you said, it's, of course, it's, it, it doesn't help that we rationally and logically understand that. Right. No. It, when, when I'm in that moment of anxiety and I'm, you know, it, it's, it's helped me to, to um, kind of like look around and be like, this is the physical space that you're in right now. You, mm-hmm. are, you, you are safe, you are whatever. And it, more than anything, just kind of like brings me to a present moment. Mm-hmm. I think that I can start to interrupt the, the tape playing yeah. again. But, but like you're saying, okay, great. Maybe that's a way to manage Push it the off symptom. Temporarily. symptom. Yeah, exactly. But I'm still getting triggered. Exactly. Damn yes. It, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm doing so well. I have these <laughs> strategies in place. Like I've got this thing at bay. I, you know, I'm only having, you know, three massive anxiety attacks a day now. You know, right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. But sometimes not. Yeah. And so that's what makes this work so incredibly different is that we don't say here are strategies so that you feel better in this moment. Uh-uh. We take you directly inside of the anxiety and we learn what your anxiety is trying to teach you. You're it getting got, to the root. We get to the core, to the root, yeah. period, end, to the creation yeah. of it, the core creation of it. Yeah. And we change it at that level. Only then is it actually healed, permanently gone. And think about it. It's not healing if it comes back. No, for sure. I, I mean, think of like an actual, like, like a cancer or something like yeah. that, the body, like you yes. need to like get to the root cause of what's going on. You got you're going to keep having, you know, you can't just kind of manage the symptoms of right an, an illness or whatever it is. You got it. That, that really kind of brought me to, I saw that, um, 
that one of the reasons why you likely are so successful in helping people to heal is because of this ability that you have, right, to kind of see people's root cause. Yeah. Well, that's just brilliant. Of course, it's great. That's like that's, that's just like that's gonna be it, right? Because you're like, okay, just me over here. I'm like, okay, just just tell me what the one root cause is. If you if I know, I'll figure it out. I'll put an action plan together. I'll put a project yeah. plan. To, I will check off whatever I need. I'm a doer. I'm a task achiever. You know, like yeah. tell me what it is. <laughs> well, that which is fantastic because it means yeah. it's, it makes it so easy to heal. Right, but of course we know that <laughs> probably when you actually get into the healing work, not as straightforward, but. It's but, used, yes, but that is one of the things, one of the abilities that I have that I can actually energetically see all the programs people are running. Mm-hmm. And when they, when I take you through the process um, that I take you through, um, it's, I can hear through the words that you use when you're describing something like, oh, here's what I need healed. Here's what I wish I could heal in my life. And I can read energetically everything that you're sharing what is actually going on so i can see well okay you're six years old and this is a mommy wound and this is a a program of self-sabotage or this is a program of fear of abandonment and it's and it's like but i've done so much therapy i've done so much work that's beautiful that's wonderful i don't care you know what i still see it's in there (laughs) yeah right so we're gonna go in to what is still there and get rid of it like let's just not have it be a part of you ever again Wow. And so being able to see those things, the, the, it's, it's wonderful and it's miraculous. The challenge that I have um, learned through experience over so many years that I've done this is I have the ability to see what's in people's blind spots. And a lot of times people don't want to see what's in their blind spot. Yeah. Absolutely. They don't want to know. Right. They think that they want to know, but they don't want to know. I, I think the other piece of that too, is there's a certain level of like, okay, yes, maybe now we know what it is, or we, we have an idea of what it is. Great. That knowledge is there, but how are you putting it into practice to like do what you need to do to kind of get rid of it or like yes. eliminate it? There's a, a difference between knowing and then like uh, yes. Knowing to work towards healing type of thing. You got right? it. And that's, yeah. that is the beauty of the the coaching programs I've created that my certified coaches, you know, move people through. The beauty is on day one, day one, your first session, you learn how to heal all of this yourself. Mm. You are taught simultaneously as we're seeing all the programs and what's in your blind spot. You are simultaneously taught exactly how to go in and heal it 100% yourself you have that power right we have to right we have to you have it yeah everyone has it in there we just don't grow up learning this stuff to realize what it takes what we have to do how we need to shift you know but once if you're willing and devoted and you're willing to learn how you can heal anything Mm -hmm. you just i believe that absolutely yeah so it's not um, like oh okay i'm just going to heal everything for you it's Mm -hmm. i don't believe in that um as powerfully as i do heal people Mm-hmm. it's, I won't do just that. It's no, you're yeah. going to learn how to heal this too, because you can, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I'm not people. superior yeah. or special. It's right. You can, I'm just at a different grade. Yeah. Right? right. So it's okay. You have to start somewhere. You can learn how to do this for yourself and we teach you how. Yeah. That's great. I quite uh, somewhat of a side question when you're saying that you you have the ability to kind of see people's blind spots, see the root mm-hmm. cause. Rachel, how did you come to trust that about yourself? That like that, that you were like, this, this is, I know that it's correct. This is what I see without this kind of 
doubt or questioning? Um, yeah, good question. So definitely a um, clumsy process there um, because I had my own wounds and, and inner child wounds that I had to heal. Oh, of course, you're that. human, right? We're all yeah. human. Yeah. <laughs> but I can tell you at a very young age, I mean, I was a child and I would tell people, don't do that. Like you're going to get caught and something really bad is going to happen. And they would just dismiss me. Like, what are you talking about? And then exactly yeah. what I would and say was, was going to happen. I could see it. Mm-hmm. I could see where someone was coming from. And I learned the hard way. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to learn very painful lessons along the way. One example that is not a pleasant one. So I know everybody take a breath because this is going to be hard for some of you to hear. Um, but one example was I had somebody when I was in college say, oh, I can't wait for you to meet the new guy I'm dating. I really want you to meet him. Like you have this ability to kind of see who people really are. Oh, so and people really- knew this about you too in your yes. life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was, I really want to get your insight, you know. You want to get my insight until you don't. That's because you want to hear what you want to hear. You want to get my insight until you don't like what I'm saying. I had to learn that lesson. So when I met this person and we spent like the whole night, you know, hanging out and whatever. And the next day, what did you think? And I said, you better get away from him now. He's dangerous. He's really going to hurt you, hurt you badly. He is going to hurt you so badly. And I said, I don't see you in the hospital and I don't see you bloody I don't know how he's going to physically harm you, but he is physically going to harm you in a really extreme way. If you get out right now, I think you can escape that. And it was a very negative reaction because it wasn't what this person wanted to hear. Called me a bitch and you're crazy and all that and kept dating him. And a few months later realized, oh my God, he's psycho and he's a stalker and he's all of these terrible things. She broke up with him. He showed up at her apartment, knocked on the door. When she opened the door, he barged in and raped her. Oh, my God. And it was, I mean, a horrible, horrific Mm. story. Um, But one that I had to learn, too. When I see what I see, I'm here to help people. And I might give you painful truth or I might give you something you don't want to hear, but it is always for your highest good. And so even back when I was that young, I realized I need to trust everything that I'm getting because I need to heal whatever makes me second guess. And what makes yeah. me was oh. the negative reactions I would get from people because they don't like what I'm saying. Mm. That allowed me to learn how to go into my true level of divine power of not giving a shit when anybody thinks about what I say. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, that makes perfect sense. Of course, uh, healed and awakened person would be like, no, of course I trust what myself is saying. Like, why wouldn't you? And me even asking about that question says that I am in a place where I don't know if I totally trust myself and what do I need to work and heal that way? So great insight. Love how it always comes back around. Yeah. Beautiful. (laughs) You're like, this is exactly what I'm saying, Chrissy. Just by that question that you asked, I can tell. (laughs) (laughs) But isn't that beautiful? It's awareness. Yeah. 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 And it's just the program we run that says, I can't trust my intuition. And the silly Mm -hmm. part about what we've learned in our society, your intuition is 100% right. 100% of the time, our programs in our mind is what isn't. So the learning process is discerning how to get out of the mind completely and only listen to your intuition. Your intuition is right. 100% divinity is always right. Right. 
it's our mind voices yes so it's the tricky part for people is not should i learn how to i have to learn how to trust my intuition you don't have to learn how to trust your intuition you have to learn how to discern when your mind is jumping in your mental programs your emotional programs are getting in the way of your intuition to put that aside and only listen to your intuition that's the real learning process well how do you do that rachel (laughs) you have a a program for that i hope yeah you you get it (laughs) or is that part of like everything is there like a specific like trusting yourself or is there that's just a part of it all that's a part of this program that's a part of the coaching programs it's built in to to what we offer at masters of self university is a hundred percent built in Mm-hmm. You are the power that you need. You just have to clear everything else that's blocking you from that. And to, yeah. and you'll learn what that means and what that looks like and what it feels like in, in the coaching program. So I heard a couple of words that you said that I'd like to kind of expand upon. Sure. So I think you talked about um, kind of like vibration mm-hmm. or like a vibrational energy, subtle energies maybe, or vi- mm-hmm. vibrational medicine. I know I've seen Talk to me about those words. What sure. do they mean? Yeah. So um, vibrational frequencies or energy. Okay. Let's start there. So all that means we are nothing but an, everything in the universe is energy and it, they vibrate at different frequencies. Okay. Vibrational frequencies. So even our thoughts are energies or vibrational frequencies and our emotions are energies or vibrational frequencies. And here's my analogy. If you stand in front of a, a piano and you just start hitting any one of the keys, you can hear that they each have a different tone, right? They each mm-hmm. play a different note. And even to an untrained ear, two keys right next to each other might sound almost identical. They're like, I don't know if I can tell the difference. To somebody who starts learning to really listen to the different notes, I'll know those are two different, even though they're similar, they're two different tones or two different mm-hmm. notes, Okay. Our energies, our emotions, our thoughts are exactly like that. They just vibrate at different frequencies. The lower frequencies, the low end of the piano, the play the deeper notes, our negative, quote unquote, negative emotions feel bad. Those are the lower vibrational frequencies that we are feeling. They are supposed to feel bad to show us something needs our attention. Mm. something needs our love, something needs our presence, something needs our patience right now, something needs our compassion right now. That's why they feel bad in our body. Emotions aren't bad. They're communication to us. Every emotion like that vibrates at a different frequency. Joy vibrates at a frequency that feels amazing in our bodies, <laughs> right? It's like, yeah, oh, I feel bad all the time. Yeah, and you, you can physically feel, I mean, I've been going through a, a low season of my life and where I've like Mm -hmm. physically felt low yeah energy everything is just like down like someone just like turned the volume down yeah on my vitality a little bit (laughs) and where you like feel that it's like okay I'm I'm operating now at a different frequency versus Mm -hmm. that kind of like joy where you're talking about like yes of course like and not to say that you know throughout that season there are obviously moments of joy and the volume goes back up and, and you know it's it's all of that but it's like, I, I don't think anyone can, can, can listen and say that they, they don't, they, they can't feel those subtleties, right? Exactly. At least in that example that you gave, but that's yes. kind of an extreme one. So there's even nuance, more nuance. Than yes. That. Yeah. Yes. So, so you're beautiful. You're so perfect because we can feel the extremes easily right. and it's learning. And that's part of this work is learning to feel the more subtle ones before it gets so extreme so that yeah. we can start to 
alchemy transform those energies when the subtle ones are look at that that's just a little bit there that i need to, instead of ignoring it no nah, i'm okay mm-hmm. and it's like well it's not about not being okay or being okay it's about oh look there's something happening my body my energy is talking to me it is vibrating now at a certain vibrational frequency and that vibrational frequency might be um anxiety it might be fear it might be worry about the future Okay. Those are all different frequencies. Vibrational medicine is going into those energies and seeing there's something off here. Let's change the energy of it and having the energetic and the psychic abilities to do that. Okay. So I'm going to take it a little bit further. Let's go. And for those who, this is a little challenge. It's okay. Just hang in there with me. Okay. This will only be a couple minutes. (laughs) (laughs) But we have subtle energy bodies around our physical body, okay? And there are many of them. We don't have to go into them, but we have an energy field. And it's proven. This is all science. We can see it. We can even measure our heart energy outside of our bodies and all of these beautiful things that we have some of the technology now to measure this stuff. But when you have the ability to work in vibrational medicine, it's seeing, for example, the illness or the disease or the emotional pain that you're experiencing or that's showing up in your physical body is actually unhealed stuff in your emotional body, for example. That is an energy field that surrounds your physical body. Your mental body is literally an energy field that is above your emotional body. Mm. And these are different layers of energy where... Um, you will see, I'll give a quick example, somebody who uh, is diagnosed with breast cancer. This is a beautiful example. The most common reason they are diagnosed with breast cancer that you see in the physical body, in their mental and emotional body, you will see a lack of nurturing. The most common thing that will manifest eventually into breast cancer is a lack of nurturing. So I was either raised by parents who were disengaged didn't offer enough nurturing when I really needed it emotionally. And so I learned the program to not nurture, which means I don't nurture myself. People get very confused because they're like, but I nurture everybody else. I do something for everybody else. What about yourself? Yeah. If there's a lack of nurturing in your life, you now are one of the biggest energetic risk factors of actually developing breast cancer specifically, because why breast? Because it's female, uh, the, the divine feminine aspect, one of the traits of divine feminine is nurturing, which is why you'll see that particular form of cancer show up in the breast area of woman, that I haven't learned how to nurture myself. I put everybody else first, or I get in a relationship and I lose myself and I put him first always. I do whatever he wants and I, mm. I don't take care of myself. That's a lack of nurturing. A lack of nurturing is a lack of love, but it's specifically a lack of nurturing. When you can see in vibrational medicine, oh, you were just diagnosed with breast cancer. I'm now going to go into your energy fields and see exactly why that is. And we need to heal at that level Mm. because you can remove the breast cancer, but you didn't remove the cause of the breast cancer. So vibrational medicine is seeing what our instruments and science hasn't caught up to yet. It's using our extrasensory perceptual abilities to say this goes way deeper than just a physical manifestation of of a tumor in your breast Mm. right so it's going into those subtle energy bodies and saying okay um if you want to get a lumpectomy and that's what we need right now to see what stage this is and you're going to cut this out whatever that's great 
but if you're not going into the the energies and the unhealed traumas and unhealed emotions which is the lack of nurturing for example then you're not healing anything you go look at the statistics of recurring cancer of any kind some of them are 100 percent and some of them are 60 percent in the first two years why because we never healed it on the energetic level we never healed wow. it on the emotional level of what caused it to begin with there's that's vibrational medicine true healing is understanding energetics if you don't understand that true healing is not occurring why do you think there's such a disconnect with and i don't know is it just our culture our society that we're not we don't talk about energetic healing at i've, I've never he heard any kind of energetic healing in relation to anyone dealing with cancer yeah i'm sad it's why, why i left western medicine yeah why I'm just trying to be like, why, why aren't we all talking about this? And I mean, I guess the one question I have for you, does anyone get a, a get out of jail free card in their life for not addressing the shadows? If they're saying, okay, you know what? This stuff is just too hard for me. It's too painful. I don't want to do it. I have all my coping mechanisms in place, or I've got all my distractions. I've got all my avoidance stuff. I'm, I'm going to just live my life and hope for the best. Does anyone get away with it no such thing yeah okay it is, and there's no judgment there it's okay that's your free will choice right yeah, there's no course. judgment yeah. yeah you're allowed to do whatever you want to do but, but i think you know the consequence then know the trade-off yes and the sad thing is what the the biggest thing that i teach as a spiritual leader and in our coaching programs when you refuse to heal what is unhealed that means you're choosing to cause harm on this planet period because you can't run programs of, say, um, relationship sabotage, completely sabotage your partner all the time, or, you know, um, practice infidelity, for example, and then say, oops, I'm not willing to heal that. But you're willing to harm and damage other people along the way. Our programs that are unhealed always cause harm to some degree. To some degree, they always cause harm. The, the unconsciousness of my stepfather growing up and all of that abuse, it's not like he was born and was like, I hope I can cause the most harm to every person I ever come in contact with. Yeah. He was a physician for crying out loud. He was a doctor. Okay. So he was in a profession where he's supposed to help to heal people. He's supposed to help people. <laughs> and yet here he was behind closed doors being an abusive sociopath, you know, but the point is, if you're unwilling to heal who you are and elevate yourself, then that means you are making the choice to cause harm to others. How dare you show up on this planet like that? How entitled, who do you think you are? And we can't see that. We don't see it that way. That is a lack of divine responsibility that I'm willing to walk around with all my unhealed shit, which means I'm willing to walk around damaging and harming this planet. And I think people need to hear that because they, they might think, okay, well, you know, I'm not in a relationship right now, or, you know, my family lives far away and I'm nice to my coworkers and blah, blah, you know, yeah. my life's fine. I'm not hurting anyone. I don't need to look at my stuff. Like, let me smoke my weed and get drunk yeah. with friends and be on Instagram six hours a day. Like just, right. I'm, I'm not hurting anyone. Right. I yeah. don't want to have to sacrifice but yeah. actually hearing that, you know, but am I helping that, anyone? Yeah. Or like am maybe I at this healing? moment it's not coming out, but it will, something will happen where it, it will. will. That's it. 
And it's us learning to grow up and be more mature in our emotional and spiritual growth. (laughs) I don't want to. I know. I don't want to do hard things. I don't want to. And it's like, oh, well, you learned that in the coaching program. That's okay. That's the program showing up. I don't want to do it. How old are you right now? Because that's an inner child saying, I don't want to. It's not fair. I don't want to take responsibility. How old are you right now? Probably about five. Yeah. (laughs) Parents are telling you you have to do something and you don't want to do it because you want to keep playing. Like those are the programs we run. So even in that with this work, it's okay. Well, what programs are you running right now? And let's go in and heal that. Why? Because you're a better human being. And that means that you are here to help create light on this planet and for other people. Right. And love. And just more love. love. Like, and like, honestly, that's kind of the biggest, you know, I've mentioned going through this low period. My listeners know they've kind of been on this journey with me recently. And um, what really had just like comes up for me all the time is that love is the most important and only thing that matters. It's the only thing that matters. The only thing. The only thing. It is the only thing that matters. Yeah. Yeah. And I I have, you know, firsthand experience with that. I lost my younger brother a couple of years ago in a motorcycle accident. And (sighs) like that, that was the message I got. Yeah. It, like nothing matters. Your job, what you had in your bank account, what you were with. No, nothing matters. No, just love. The love yeah. that he had for everyone, the love that we had for him. Like that yeah. was it. That's all that matters. And that's what and, carries through. Yeah. And so like if you're, you know, anything that you're doing in this life, if, it, if you're not contributing to love, then what are you doing? Then what are you doing? Because here's the truth. If you're not contributing to love, you're contributing to the lack of love, which means you're contributing to doing harm. Yeah. You can't be both. It's one or the other. It's I'm either contributing to loving things or I'm not. And if I'm not, I am actually contributing to doing harm to myself, to other people. Why would I sit in suffering? That's harm to me. If I don't want to heal myself, then I'm choosing harm for me. Uh Oh, Oh, what other, what other programs are running there? I don't deserve love. So some of those programs are there and stuff no, like that. No, all my programs that just come up was like, well, I'm okay. Am I doing it enough? Am I doing? Am, am I good am, enough? Am I good enough? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like here you talk. I'm like, okay, well, I'm, I've got like healing work underway. You know, I'm I'm aware. I'm trying to send love to my shadows, like all these things. And I'm like, but am I doing enough? I'm like, oh, it's yeah. right there. Oh, it's right there. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. Am I doing it enough? Am I good enough? Yeah. 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 I don't trust myself. Mm-hmm. A lot of lack of trust in self there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh no, Rachel, we know it's there. We're just <laughs> working at it. <laughs> working at it. Um, so this is particularly interesting to me, this one topic, because I'm in somewhat of a new relationship. And so I saw that you have some programs around like how to create powerlessness and parent-child relationships with our romantic partner. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because that titling there in itself, I'm kind of like, uh oh. One of the things that is very unfortunate and a little frustrating to me is how much so called teachers and coaches and people out there in the world write books and teach you how to get your needs met by your partner. And I don't teach that anything remotely. I teach the extreme opposite. You're not powerless being. You're not here to create a parent-child relationship. Mm. You're not here for your partner to meet your needs. You are here to step into your power and meet your own needs. What do you do when you're single? It's learning. If I show up in a relationship like, oh, you need to meet my needs. You need to fill me up. 
I am already codependent. I'm depleted. I'm needy. And I am, take a breath, because it means I'm a burden, which means I will eventually wear my partner out to where he or she won't want to be around me anymore. I am putting my self-care, my self-love, my needs, my responsibility for me onto my partner. It is a very low level of consciousness to function that way. And it's very unhealthy. It's dysfunctional. It's codependency at its best. Mm -hmm. And it is pure powerlessness. Mm -hmm. So instead of that, what we learn how to do is, oh, well, this hurt my feelings. Oh, great. What are my needs in this moment that I need to meet? Okay. Mm -hmm. Because first of all, we have to understand relationships aren't here to make you happy. They're here to make you conscious. Mm -hmm. So you are going to get triggered and see I'm hurt. I am offended. This triggered me. I'm going through, I'm really scared of fear of abandonment right now. Great. That's what your partner's there to mirror to you so that you can go in and heal that and step into your power and become a very powerful being. Because here's the other part of this. It's so selfish. We come from selfishness and we don't even see it. It's one of our hidden programs and our blind spot. Why is it selfish? Because we are all human. And the truth is my partner is going to have bad days, rough times, uh, death in the family, or whatever. And then you have to then deal with all that and meet my needs. How selfish and entitled am I? Oh, no. It's what can I do to support you? What can I do to make you feel loved right now? As you're healing yourself, mm-hmm. we like, learn sit, be there with me, be, yeah, Stand next to me, yeah. I'm gonna heal me because this is what a sacred relationship actually is. It's you have the power to heal yourself. I would love to support you in that. Mm-hmm. You you're kind of like a bear witness to, to it, even. Yeah, you can. And yeah. if they're not around, what do you do then? You see how powerless we are. What if they're traveling or they're away? Oh, you have to be here while I heal. No, you don't. I got me. So here's what we do. We learn to heal ourselves, to fully step into our power, to have the power to heal me, love me. And then when your partner offers even a little something, guess what that does overflows your cup. Mm. And now we are in abundance all the time with our partner. Instead of depleted, lack, neediness, powerlessness, we are always in abundance. And because I am always filled up and whole, if my partner goes through a really rough time, a scary time, a tragedy in the family or something, I'm already full and whole. Aw, do you need anything extra for me right now to love you through this? Well, I can do it because I'm powerful. Yeah. And that's what love is, is power, right? Mm -hmm. And vice versa. On the days when we are going through grief or hard time, it's, hey, I'm moving through this just so you know, and I'm healing me right now. And then a loving partner who's, who's whole, who's powerful, just says, you are powerful and amazing and incredible. Good job. If you need anything from me to help you feel supported and loved, you just let me know. Mm -hmm. So what would you say to people that Maybe they haven't arrived. They haven't arrived yet to that that full awakened self, right? Mm-hmm. They're they're on that path though, and they're willing. But yeah. maybe you know the both people aren't even there yet. Yeah. And so there's that going to be that seems to be where I get a little hung up. I'm like, well, do do I then need to wait to be in a relationship until I have this full power? That's a good question. Self, or can I have someone work alongside me? It can be either or. You don't have to yeah. wait. 
Yeah. Here's here's the key because I love your question. It's actually beautiful. Here's the key. The key is: Am I willing to be acutely self-aware, and am I willing to heal and grow always? Mm-hmm. That's it. If yeah. you're willing to see, to take ownership, and to heal yourself, and to grow, and become more powerful all the time, you're part. You can be in a relationship. That's yeah. so healthy to be in that place. Right. right. It means your wounds and things are going to be shown to you by your partner. Yeah. It's impossible not to. You yeah. know your fears and all those things that we're a little insecure about. Like they're oh, going to yeah. show. But that's part of the healing. So are you willing to take ownership and go in and do the work to heal those when they're shown to you? And if the answer is yes you absolutely can be in a healthy relationship. A healthy relationship doesn't mean there's never conflict or challenge. It means when there is, I will not project my programs. I go inside and I heal my programs when they're shown to me. That's the healthy right. relationship. Right, right, right. And and I do also want to hear you say, we give ourselves grace when we mess up with that. <laughs> 100%. Because that's love. So, yeah, so right. our awareness, <laughs> yeah. our awareness is to be a divine person, to be a very highly conscious person does not mean that you are perfect. That doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. There's no such mm-hmm. thing. It means when I fall from grace, because I will, mm-hmm. <laughs> when I fall from grace, not if I fall from grace, when I fall from grace, I have the power and divinity of my own love to love and nurture myself through it instead of shame. Shame is shadow self, just Mm -hmm. another program. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I fall from grace. I love myself. I nurture myself through that. I take responsibility for it. And then I clean up the mess and the harm I may have caused along the way because that's Mm -hmm. love, that's responsible, that's divinity. It doesn't mean we don't make mistakes. And in fact, mistakes are critical for our learning while we're here in Earth University. We have to make mistakes to learn from them. So we will. But how you love yourself through it is a lesson in self-love and nurturing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. This is great. This is... I, I. hope everyone was a lot of what I need to hear, Rachel. So I really, really, really appreciate it. I want to um, give us some time to, to, to talk about, you know, we've been referencing the Masters of Self University um, that you're the CEO of. So and we've talked a little bit about there's obviously some like romantic relationship coaching. It sounds like some like maybe intuition, but talk a little bit more like offerings or if people are like, what what is this? How do I kind of learn more about it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, first of all, anybody can go check out the website and look around, mastersofselfuniversity.com. Um, our programs are a three-month minimum mm-hmm. commitment. It's four couples, um, individuals, anything you are struggling with or you want to heal from, anything. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what it is. Um, our programs are three-month commitment for a reason. We move you through a step-by-step process that when you are willing and devoted and doing the work, our digital course that supports our coaching, live coaching every week for mm. three months. We move you through a lot of the things that I've, I've, Christy and I have talked about today. And it's, but it's learning one step at a time, yeah. bite-sized pieces that you can chew that are manageable every yeah. single week. You're building on what you learned the previous week. And it's literally learning how to wake up truly awaken to what programs you're running that are not, mm-hmm. you know, powerful, healthy, loving programs. Mm-hmm. how to absolutely transform and heal and alchemize all of them at the core, at the root cause. Mm-hmm. And if you are willing and devoted in this program, by the end of three months, you learn 100% how to do that for yourself. Yeah. You're capable of doing it completely for yourself. 
You might not have every single thing healed in three months yeah. because it's a learning process for you right. to learn how to do it. And practice, right? I'm sure like and we are practice. kind of rewiring our brains and exactly. you know, that takes practice with anything, learning yes. a skill, working out, anything. Practice. Exactly. That's exactly it. You, it does take practice and it takes strengthening, but it's a pro it's a learning process. But by the end of that three months, you will learn how to heal everything. You know how to do it. And that's the beauty is it, it really empowers because you can walk away. You can keep coaching, of course, with our coaches after three yeah. months if you want to. Yeah. Um, but you learn how to do it for yourself. It's one of the most, it's the deepest work, the deepest level of transformational work that exists on this planet today, literally. Yeah. And it's the most empowering. No, yeah, no, it sounds like, and it sounds like everything about this really is self-care, right? Taking care of yourself at the, at the, a very high level. At a very high level. Yeah. But I'm interested, you know, when we think about kind of self-care routines, rituals, just, I like to think of that as like anything that you like to practice or put in place that allows you to show up as your best self. What are some things that you do, like your favorite kind of self-care routines and rituals? So the number one most important thing that I practice for myself and that I teach everyone in our coaching programs is drop into your heart center and connect to your heart and lead your life from heart energy. And how do you do that? Yeah, it's the process that you learn. Yeah. But you, but but to, to quickly, anybody can just say, okay, if you don't know what that means, or you don't know how to do that. The place you start is, you close your eyes, and you just slowly breathe in whatever relaxed way is comfortable, and you take all of your focused attention onto the center of your heart, just the center of your heart, and you breathe, yeah. and you feel the sensation of what it feels like. As your chest rises on inhale and as it falls, you literally are focusing on the sensation of that. That is like, that is like the kindergarten level mm -hmm. of where you would start if you don't mm -hmm. know. Yeah, yeah. And what you pay attention to is after you do that for a couple of minutes, how does your body feel? And usually, and everyone's perfect, whatever your answers are, but the most common answers are way more relaxed, calm. Mm. Yeah, of course. Peaceful. I know. <laughs> Like you literally took a couple deep breaths. Yes. And that was all you needed to do. That was, that was it. And that's how you know you're actually connected to your heart chakra or your heart center is then the physical body has no choice but mm -hmm. to chemically react mm -hmm. and it releases and produces this very calming effect. For people in a little bit more advanced level, I teach people to go in, see, imagine in some way or know in some way there's this golden white spark of light. Mm -hmm. And as you focus on the light in the center of your chest you can expand and grow that light and you'll do that mm. throughout your entire body out into, you know, the energy fields around you. And when people can do that, then it's stay there a couple minutes and focus on the light. Feel that's the key. Feel the light that is you. And then your body, what does your body feel like now? And it's like, Whoa, like my body feels totally different. My anxiety has yeah. gone. Yeah. My, you just started energetics, learning energetics, working with energy and how energy alchemizes the lower energies by being connected to heart energy. Wow. And that's wow. where you start very simply. Yeah. I was just reminded to, uh, oh my gosh, I guess this was five, six, seven years ago. I, I did this meditation that really focused on 
thinking about like a light expanding from your chest. And at first the light just encompasses your body. Then the light encompasses your house, then your neighborhood, then your city, you know, it just like go, mm -hmm. you just envision it kind of ex expanding out. I, it reminded me very much of what you just said. Yeah. I, I'm glad you reminded me of that because that meditation was really did, did um, positive things for me. It might be something I need to revisit. Yeah. When you, yeah. when you learn what it means to drop into the heart, because that's one of my sayings is get out of your head, drop into your heart, thinking ruins everything. That mental yeah. energy is so God. terrible. God, I know. <laughs> drop into your heart, grow your heart energy. And from that, then if you do that, and then go work out. So I religiously work out five mm. days a week. I work out very hard. Fitness yeah. has always been a part of my life. Yeah. And, um, but. If I am, oh my gosh, I'm a little bit stressed out. I'm a little overwhelmed. I'm overworked right this week. Mm -hmm. Then um, while my partner and I drive to the gym together, in the car ride, I'm dropping in and I'm growing my heart energy. I do not go work out if I'm stressed out. All that does is overstress the body more. Mm -hmm. It creates it's already in that like state of already in a state yeah. of stress. And then it'll increase cortisol levels and do all this wonky stuff to your body. And we're like, but I'm working out so hard. Well, no, you're not. You're over you're stressing your body out. Right. Because so, workout is stress. I mean, we workout stress is stress. Good, but it's stress nonetheless. It, yes. Yeah. So if we learn to be healthy on the mental, emotional, and spiritual levels, not just physical, mm -hmm. then we even take our physical health, we look at it from a very different perspective that, oh my gosh, I have all these programs running, I have anxiety, I'm this, I'm stressed out. Oh, great. Drop into your heart and spend five minutes. Then go for your bike ride, or then go do yoga, or then hit the gym, or then and then. You see it? When you take responsibility to do that first, you are completely changing the energies, including the chemistry in your body. Wow. All the chemicals that are released in your brain, completely changing. That's the power that you have. Yeah. And then and in a relaxed state, now your body is ready for exercise that will benefit, not overstress. That's a great tip. I love that. I'm really going to put that into practice this week before I go to, before I, because I go see a personal trainer. So easy for me. Five minutes before sitting in the car. Drop yeah. Yeah. Perfect. There you go. Yeah. And you'll like feel a difference. Thing. Yeah. I even, um, even my partner squatting and he's like, Oh, he's trying to hit a PR. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I, I'll tell him just wait, I will send heart energy. Open your heart, open your heart. You know how to open your heart, open your heart and I'll send him heart energy. Oh, and then all of a sudden, boom, down, up, hit his PR. Like, wow, love that, that is the power of this energy. Like you can yes. even do it lifting. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. That's fantastic. Well, so the next and last question I have, I ask every guest that comes on the podcast, this question is kind of the essence of the podcast. Um, I think you kind of led into it a little bit with your, with our, our last conversation, but the question is, Rachel, what does being fit mean to you? Oh, it means being 100% connected to my divinity, which allows me to do whatever it takes to be spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically healthy. Mm. Being fit is not focusing on one of our bodies. That's not fitness right. to me at all. Right. So I won't just focus on my physical fitness. That's not fit to me. Yep. Being fit is making sure I'm spiritually, mentally, emotionally, very healthy as well as physical and that goes the same with people who are very, very spiritual, but they neglect fitness, physical mm -hmm. fitness. Well, yeah. guess what? You're really not fit, not in a whole holistic sense because you're neglecting your physical body and that's sacred. Our physical bodies are sacred. Yeah. 
but so is our spiritual body, so is our mental body, so is our emotional body. All four of them equally need our love and attention. So being fit is giving the love and attention to every one of those and making that a way that I live my life and that I hope other people will too. Oh, Rachel, I love it. This has been such a powerful conversation for me personally. I I think everyone um, will will also agree, but I really want to personally thank you. I've heard a lot of things today that I think I really needed to hear. So I, again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank um, you for having me. Yeah, of course. Where can people follow you, get in touch if they're interested, all the good stuff. Yeah. Number one, most important would be go check out the website, mastersofselfuniversity.com mastersofselfuniversity.com and Instagram. You can follow me on TikTok, Rachel underscore Fiori. Just look for Rachel Fiori, F-I-O-R-I. And um, you can follow and check out our podcast, Masters of Self University podcast. Oh, yes. Yeah. I'm going to add that to my queue. That sounds great. Do you cover what kind of like, do you cover different topics? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we released it. It's only been out for about six weeks now, but we Mm. released two episodes a week. And all of my certified mystical life coaches and myself are on it every single week. It's, it's amazing and incredible. So yeah, it's called the masters of self university University podcast. podcast. Perfect. You got it. Well, thank you again. So appreciate it. Listeners check out Rachel, everything that she has to offer. Um, Love to, to hear from you. DM me, share to your stories, your socials. If you are loving what the fit, thank you so much. (laughs) 